Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 11th, 2013. For newcomers, as always, I suggest you make good use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and you'll find lots and lots of audios for free download where I take you through the system that you're born into, the system that literally pulls the wool over your eyes and keeps you stuck in a fake reality, basically. You're taught to be terrible and naive. You're taught that the news that you get is all there is to know. And, of course, you don't understand or even suspect there's another reality above all of this when you get into the big international corporations, some of them which have massive bureaucracies equivalent to government bureaucracies helping run the world for themselves, of course, and all their shareholders. And we're run by Conology, as I've mentioned it before. And I write the book, Conology, and, and Cutting Through the Matrix, you'll find how to get them and how the old this art is of really giving reality, a version of reality to whole masses of people from the ancient times to the present. And it's a science. Today, of course, it has many different names. And you'll find the top ones really that are employed with the biggest companies and corporations are in marketing, actually, and they're into communications and all kinds of things, but to do with psychology. And now we have psychologists on board, behaviorists, and we also have neuroscientists all working to keep us all dumb and stupid. And it's a new form of slavery, like Charles Galton Darwin said. He said there's always been forms of slavery in one form or another, and we are in the process of creating a new, improved form of slavery. It's almost undetectable by the general public who are indoctrinated into being naive. So if you help get the books and discs at cuttingthroughthemedias.com, you help me take along here too. Remember from the US to Canada, you can still buy them using personal checks or international postal money orders. You can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal. And straight donations are seriously welcome because I don't sell uh, lots of things to make you live forever and ever. Amen. But the world we're living in, too, as I say, it's, it's the, the most drastic thing of it is with the techniques that are used today, and I go, th- I go through the history of the big boys with the world associations they belong to from, from over the last hundred years or even before that, too, uh, that, that wrote copiously about the system they were bringing in to bring down a dumbed-down public so that government would never, ever again have uh, be afraid of revolutions uh, from the people down below. And it's very, very successful today because, if you'll notice, we get to elect people in or out every five years or so, and that takes the place of a revolution because it doesn't help anything because there's no difference in the parties. It's a con job. It stops you having revolutions every four or five years. And you don't, you don't vote a new party in because you like them. You vote the old party out because you're sick of them. And then you get sick of the next one too. That's how it lo- it's very clever really when you think about it. And then you train people too to take one or the other parties and try to get it really rammed into them intergenerationally. So like father, like son, they vote for the same thing down through their lifetime. They never learn. We're very easily managed and manipulated. It's really sad, isn't it? But the trick too is to create naive people. And we're terribly naive. Uh, we're really children. In fact, that's many of them in their own books talk about us like children and compare us to children. Because we are trained 
through all the drama and fiction that, that we watch, that there's good people above us that are all full of integrity, uh, running the world on our behalf. And we believe all this, this nonsense. And it's all propaganda to keep you living basically in the dark. Because all wealth truly comes from the people. And look at the welfare benefits that go to big international corporations. That's the big welfare benefits and to the international banks that we keep, keep building out all the time. And you put yourself down as a guarantor to pay off their debts. Your government does the same thing. And your slaves. Charles Galton Darwin said it, a new, more sophisticated form of slavery. That's what you're born into. But you're amused and kept happy like children. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix talking about the real world and true reality because as I say there's different versions of it it depends what schools you go to, what class you're born into and so on and what associates you'll you'll have throughout your life because we're running through chronology as I say and you'll find that it's like the big um, all the security equipment that's out today x-raying so on there's so many different types of it today uh, making big money of course for the corporations that own them and these corporations often have them developed through universities that we're all paying into so they get the patents for free everything works this way you see and it's the same thing too even in the drug industry and vaccine industry as well they get a small grant from some big pharma company the government chips and all the rest a lot, lot more of course than the pharma puts in and then of course anything comes out of it goes to uh, the patent goes to the big pharma or that gives them a small donation everything works this way because everything comes from the general public and it's cons done by cons and we're, we're so sick now of paying out so much money on flu. I mean, flu today apparently is the worst thing that ever happens in the planet. It's worse than any other disease according, according to the, the governments and the health authorities and so on. And they're taking so much money into vaccines because there's so much money to be made off vaccines for the big companies to get 10 year, 15, 20 year contracts to guaranteeing to, to buy these things from these pharma companies. That's quite the salesman's uh, uh, commission, believe you me. And and the more they hype it up, the more expensive they become because, well, you really need this or it'll save you. Maybe. We can't guarantee it. But the FDA now in the U.S. has approved the first GMO flu vaccine containing reprogrammed insect viruses. It's a new vaccine for influenza. has hit the market. It's the first ever to contain genetically modified proteins de- derived from insect cells. According to reports, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration recently approved the vaccine known as FluBlock, which contains recombinant DNA technology and an insect virus known as baculovirus that is reported to help facilitate the more rapid production of vaccines. According to Flubox's uh, package insert, the vaccine is trivalent, it's called trivalent, which means it contains GM proteins from three different flu strains. The vaccine manufacturer, called Protein Sciences Corporation, explains that Flublok is produced by extracting cells from the farm the fall armyworm, isn't that wonderful, an armyworm, a type of caterpillar, and genetically altering them to produce large amounts of hemagglutinin, a flu virus protein that enables the flu virus itself to enter the body quickly. 
So rather than have to produce vaccines the so-called traditional way, using egg cultures, vaccine manufacturers will now have the ability to rapidly produce large batches of flu virus protein using GMOs, which is sure to increase profits for the vaccine industry. But it's also sure to lead to all sorts of serious side effects, including the deadly nerve disease Guillain-Barr syndrome, which is listed on the shot as a potential side effect. This is quite amazing to see this one. This is, this is on the, this is on the, the warning label. If Guillain-Barr syndrome has occurred within six weeks of receipt of a prior influenza vaccine, the decision to give flu blocks should be used on careful consideration of the potential benefits and risks explains a section of the vaccine's literature entitled Warnings and Precautions. Our potential side effects include allergic reactions, respiratory infections, headaches, fatigue, altered immunocompetence, that can help destroy your immune system, rhinorrhea, and myalgia. According to clinical data provided by PSC and flu blocks package insert, two study participants actually died during trials of the vaccine. Then it goes on to, there's another one too from, another one, a vaccine from dog kidney cells. Back in November, the FDA also approved a new flu vaccine known as uh, Flucilvax that is made using dog kidney cells. A product of pharmaceutical giant Novartis, the Flucilvax does away with the egg cultures and can similarly be produced much more rapidly than traditional flu vaccines, which means vaccines companies have, can have it ready and waiting should the federal government declare a pandemic. Pandemic of flu. So it's like flu block, uh, flu cell vax was made possible because of a $1 billion taxpayer funded grant. See, they all get these massive grants, you see, to private international corporations given by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, that's your tax money, to the vaccine industry back in 2006 to develop new manufacturing methods for vaccines. The ultimate goal is to be able to quickly manufacture hundreds of millions of vaccines for rapid distribution. And, of course, they dump most at the end of the year. Meanwhile, there are reported two other GMO flu vaccines currently under development, one of them is which has been produced by Novavax, which utilizes bits of genetic material, that's what they say, bits of genetic material grown in caterpillar cells called virus-like particles that mimic a flu virus, according to Reuters. So big business runs the whole system. And of course it does too, because business is right under the, the tutelage of the banking industry. Everything runs on commerce, doesn't it? Every single thing takes precedence over humanity in every respect. And, of course, they exploit you with, with, with crises and, and cons and all the rest of it because big business has no conscience. It really doesn't have any, have any conscience at all. Also, this article is awfully good, I think, because it says smart metering under the EU, the European Union Data Protection Law, it says smart metering systems require an early awareness of their massive implications with data protection and privacy issues. Consideration from the outset enables the development of special architectures designed for privacy, which may decisively reduce privacy risks. The requirements for the obligatory consent of consumers to the installation of smart meters should be avoided. This is the, this is this is from the, this is from the government thing. So. Consent from consumers to the installation of smart meters should be avoided since it threatens the goals, which is improvements in energy and cost efficiency, meaning profits, big profits, as well as consumer information of the new technology. 
The collection and processing of the detailed consumption data of consumers could be based on various other legal foundations of which the existence of a specific and valid legal obligation is the most favorable and firmly based as it is reasonably reasonably balances the needs of the utility providers and the privacy rights of the consumers. Consumers' privacy rights may not be overridden since the positive acceptance of an active use and involvement in the new technology are key concerns and parameters for achieving its very credible goals. So-called smart metering refers to a new generation of advanced and intelligent metering devices which have the ability to record the energy consumption of a particular measuring point in intervals of 15 minutes or less. The so-called smart meters can also communicate and transfer the information recorded in real time or at least on a daily basis by means of any communications network to the utility company for purposes such as monitoring of the system load as well as for billing purposes. In addition to the ability to measure the consumption of very short intervals, smart meters enable a two-way communication between the meter and the central system of the utility company, the so-called distribution systems, and so on. Nowadays, when talking about a smart meter, one usually refers to a meter measuring the consumption of electric energy, although the term should also become very common for respective devices measuring the consumption of natural gas and water. They're actually using them for that too. But what you find is is that they've actually got a a way set. They've done all these studies. They all do so many studies on us all the time because we, after all, are the, the ones that pay for everything and how to get us to pay up and all the rest of it. But what they're afraid of is people uh, watching what they're getting billed and being able to read the meters too, you see. But they've done studies and found out that less than 5% to 10% will actually bother. They'll give up after a while and they'll just take their bills coming in without question and they can be overbilled. So they've already done the studies in advance on this, according to human behavior. It's just astonishing, isn't it? But uh, but is it really? The system is utterly corrupt, folks, and business is corrupt. What they're doing is legal, because it's up to you to watch it for yourselves. Most folk will give up, and so many people now have, um, they don't even handle bills at all. It's all cashless, and the bills, the money is just drafted out of their, their, their bank accounts and so on, and they don't tally up anything whatsoever. Now, the Russian anti-gay bill passes as his protesters are detailed. As his associate press, Ivan uh, Sekretarev, uh, says that detained gay rights activists, you see different pictures of them shouting from buses and all the rest of it. But it says that a bill that stigmatizes Russia's gay community and bans the distribution of information about homosexuality to children was overwhelmingly approved by the lower house of parliament Tuesday. More than two dozen protesters were attacked by anti-gay activists and then detained by police hours before the state Duma approved the Kremlin-backed legislation in a 436-0 vote. Amazing that, eh? 436-0. The bill banned propaganda of non-traditional sexual relations still needs to be passed by the appointed upper house and signed into lobby President Vladimir Putin, but neither step is in doubt. And it says the measure is part of an effort to promote traditional Russian values as opposed to Western liberalism, which, of course, most folk don't even know what Western liberalism is or who is behind it. And it's well documented, by the way. Which the Kremlin and the Russian Orthodox Church see as corrupting Russian youth and contributing to the protests against Putin's rule and so on. And it's so well organized. These organizations are well funded by big foundations, the same ones that funded the Frankfurt School and other ones. And the whole, the whole idea was to destroy the cultures altogether, completely at their roots. 
until the elimination of all norms was gone. But the Russians know this, of course. It's just the folk in the West who don't. And also, too, I remember thinking years ago when Monsanto, with its its, uh, GM uh, crops and so on, was testing out in Canada. Because in Canada, we were the test bed, the Canadians were the test bed to eat the stuff as well, without them knowing. Ten years passed before the public found out via Britain uh, that the Canadian government had been a secret deal with Monsanto and a few other ones to plant these crops and test them out on the general public. Because you see, we had a National Health Service here, and they could monitor all the weird side effects that folk would go in complaining about, not knowing what was causing it. But it would all go to Ottawa, a central data bank in Ottawa, which it does, by the way, the National Health Service. And they could find out who was dying off with cancers and things like that, not tell the public. So it broke out in Britain that Canada had been eating this stuff for 10 years. But also the, the, the bees were dying off too. Not just the bees either, I think they were killing the birds as well at the same time too because it was producing pesticides plus the stuff they dumped on the stuff was highly, highly toxic, still is. And what do you do when you kill off all the bees? Well, guess what? What would you do with your big corrupt business? You bring out robotic bees to pollinate the plants. Back with more after this. Hi, folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. Now, I've mentioned Carl Quigley many times, the professor who was a historian for the archives of the real histories of the world uh, for the Council on Foreign Relations and the Royal Institute of International Affairs. And he went through the fact that we go into a new feudal system with international corporations ruling the world and the CEOs being the new feudal overlords. Well, we're in it already, of course, and uh, that's always been the plan. And to simply use democracy as a front, basically, with thousands of NGOs who would pretend to be democratic, pushing the agenda forward. And that's already happened. That's what we're in today. Uh, the, pub- the public get no uh, listened to at all by governments, individuals certainly not, unless you're a multi-billionaire like Bill Gates. And, and uh, the NGOs get lots and lots of, of audience time with politicians. Anyway, as I say, the whole thing is to take over all the resources of the world, and you can go back to the days of Cecil Rhodes and, and Lord Rothschild, and they formed their own group, one of the groups in Britain, to use the British system for a world empire. But they were sent, many of the students were sent out across the world after leaving university with this group, and they fomented revolutions to get the countries demolished so Britain could move in with their system. And they want to take over all the resources of the world. That's gold, silver, food, everything. All, all the products that we have, coffee, you name it. And all right down to, to water today. Food and water are very important. And it's never changed today. And of course that group uh, merged with the Lord Alfred Milner group. And they became the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which have, has groups across the whole planet now. And all governments. And there, another name for them is Council on Foreign Relations. It's the same bunch. You can't just go and apply to join them. You are asked to, to join uh, if they want you or need you or you're useful to them. But big business runs the world, and they see a future for themselves, of course. They also see a future where man, lots of man, will die off, basically, um, and become obsolete because they believe you're already obsolete. All, your only, only function now is to keep uh, this ever-growing, this big, rich elite 
and even all the newcomers who've managed to, to stab their way to the top in utter luxury like never before. Nero's couldn't imagine the luxury style, lifestyle that they have today. Couldn't imagine it. And and they, th- they think it's naturally uh, a natural thing in eugenics. You see, it's very natural. The, the old type die off, and the survivors go through the fittest to survive, and it's their right to do so. In the meantime, they sponge you and use you quite blatantly, and most folk are oblivious. But when it comes to business, believe you me, uh, it's just pure warfare. Business is war, and if you have people with bees pollinating crops like they've always done, I mean farmers rent out hives to, to the farmers. Uh, 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 the beekeepers rent them out, I should say, and, and they pollinate the crops and so on. And of course, all of them have been dying off for years because they're getting poisoned with this incredibly nasty Monsanto uh, um, pesticides that's sprayed all over the place, plus the crops that they make, uh, these GMO crops, also produce their own pesticides, so it kills off the insects, and the birds eat it too, and they die off as well. But um, So that they come up with the next idea, because remember, the whole thing is to have power over everything, well, when you, you kill off the, the bees, because you make profit if you make artificial ones, and you own the patents, and you own the industry that creates the bees, right? And that's where it's going, and it says, it says, never worry, the real-life pollinators, the birds and the bees, as they say, may soon be irrelevant to the food needs of civilization. Harvard roboticists are developing a solution to the crisis. Swarms of tiny robot bees made of titanium and plastic that can pollinate those vast dystopian fields of GMO cash crops. The Harvard Microbiotics Lab has been working on its micro-air vehicles project since early 2009. Borrowing from the biomechanics and social organization of bees, the team of researchers is undergoing the creation of tiny winged robots to fly from flower to flower, immune to the toxins dripping from the petals to spread pollen. They even believe they will soon be able to program the robo-bees to live in an artificial hive, coordinate algorithms and communicate amongst themselves about methods of pollination and location of particular crops. Of course, published reports from the lab are also also describe potential military uses, such as surveillance and mapping, but the dime-sized cyber bees have yet to be outfitted with the neurotoxin-tipped stingers. But, uh, of course, if you want total power, you have to have all power in your hands, not spread it amongst beekeepers and things like that. When it comes to essential things like, well, food, for instance. That's the real world you live in. And that's how they plan things down the roads. How can they get more and more money? How can they disable countries, disable them, and take over all the powerful institutions till the countries are utterly dependent on them for everything they need to survive? That's what's happening. And also, another article, too, came out for the Globe and Mail in Canada about Prince Harry performs, uh, having a... It says, this, this particular soldier said, Prince Harry saved me from a homophobic attack during Alberta training. I think it was this kind of gay bashing and all the rest of it, and how Harry came to the rescue, because I think he's got a lot of uh, expertise in some areas. I'll put this one up tonight as well. And also, too, uh, it says, SafeGov survey finds parents want to ban online data tracking in schools. This is from Australia. Well, fat chance, because this is to be the agenda across the whole planet. We'll never to have privacy again. And governments have always been in the business of trying to get information out of the public by so many different means before the computer came along too, because only by total uh, predictability of their subjects. So you're all subjects to those that own you. You're the livestock. Uh, Only having you predictable can be absolutely certain that they can rest in peace at the top. 
And it says a national survey has revealed parents overwhelmingly object to their parents' data being tracked by private companies. And I'll go into this one when I come back after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix, talking about an article from Australia where they're going through their own hassles too with their government spying on the people and the public, and uh, it's not going to stop. You know, it'll, it'll keep going unless the people literally say that's enough. And chuck everything out. It's quite simple, isn't it? You chuck everything out. Everything comes to a standstill. Stop using everything. It's electronic. Computers and so on. It's only to do it. So it's their own fault for letting it happen, isn't it? Anyway, the children are apparently getting monitored through schools and so on. And this is Australian Council of State School Organisations. Uh, are asking for tougher protection measures to be put in place because all the data from all the children at school will follow them through their lives. Plus, big corporations are given it all the time, the data, and then they target the children with special ads and all the rest of it, uh, and so on and so on. But um, it says that uh, I feel as if the education department is moving away from taking responsibility from protecting my child's privacy online and abdicating that to an external commercial organization. She said, well, this woman's quite right. They are. But what, should, what are all the adults doing as well? It's okay for you to get your information, is it? People really are not upset enough. They're not upset enough at all. And they never will be, unfortunately. I really believe that. The big boys know that too. It's too much fun, you see. They can play forever on computers. And, and that's the trade-off, isn't it? Now, this is interesting too, because it says it's from the, the European Union. It says the Syrian government says the chaos has been orchestrated from outside the country and there are reports that a very large number of militants are foreign nationals. Well, we already know that the Western countries have financed insurgents, mercenaries basically, to come in and keep attacking Syria until they get, get it out of the way because it has, to, it has to go according to the project for a new American century. They had that on the list, one of the countries to be taken out. And they will, they will not change that list. Israel had the same list, by the way, back in the 90s. You have to always see who benefits from this. But anyway, it says the European Union's interior ministers have convened in Luxembourg to address the emerging threat of the European militants, the ones who they're funding, right? A lot of them who were even born in the European countries now, who returned from Syria after gaining experience in the ongoing fight against the Syrian government. So they fund them to go over there, they train them, they actually select them with the secret services, they select these guys, fund them to go over to the countries and fight to get rid of Syria. But now they're worried what happens when they come back. So there, there are big worries in many EU nations that European extremists returning from Syria after fighting alongside foreign-backed militants will use new training and knowledge to set off terrorist attacks in their home countries across Europe. Well, that was all factored in before they funded them to go across to fight in Syria. This is EU's anti-terror chief, Giles de Kerchov, said Wednesday that the EU ministers will also discuss ways to bar European extremists from leaving their countries to join Takfiri militants in Syria. The EU officials said he expected members to keep more personal data on suspicious travel or to more aggressive attitudes in dealing with extremist social media. It says we never had this sort of travel jihadists on that, uh, on that scale before, Kerchov said. And it says, uh, 
Unrest has plagued Syria since March 2011, and many people, including large numbers of government forces, have been killed in the violence. The Syrian government says the chaos has been orchestrated from outside the country, and there are reports that a very large number of the militants are foreign nationals, which, of course, as many articles come out in the past, even from the BBC, that they are foreign nationals. They're all getting recruited in the Western countries, generally uh, born Muslims, actually, in, in the Western countries now, and they're funded to go over and fight against Syria. Or anybody else are told to go off and fight against. That's a new normal. An article he comes out too says the Pentagon has no idea what 108,000 contractors are doing. Remember, war is business, eh? Big business. It's a racket too. This is the number of contractors working in Afghanistan now vastly outnumbers American troops stationed there, according to Congressional Research Service support, CRS, along with the Government Accountability Office. Napoleon links up to remember that tonight's at cuttingthroughthemedias.com. It's also determined that the Pentagon is unable to properly document the work these contractors are doing and that depart- information uh, DOD is receiving is often unreliable and inaccurate. According to CRS, there are now 108,000 private workers in Afghanistan, a workforce that dwarfs the 65,700 American troops still stationed there. That means there are 1.6 contractors for every American soldier in Afghanistan. This is an increase from last month when the Fiscal Times reported there were 1.4 contractors per American soldier. Given the size of the private forces, it's not surprising that CRS found that in recent years the Defense Department spent more than any other agency to support contractor work. Over the last six fiscal years, DOD obligations for contracts performed in the Iraq and Afghanistan areas of operations were approximately $160 billion and exceeded total contract obligations of any other U.S. federal agency, CRS found. The CRS report comes in the wake of a recent GAO report that the U.S. spent $195 billion for contractor services in 2010, or twice what it spent on contractors in 2001 before the start of the war in Afghanistan. The increase in the contractors to, to troop ration is yet another indication that although the vast majority of troops are leaving Afghanistan, a private army will remain in the country for years. And of course, they've already got the, the private mercenary uh, armies set up to do that. This is what the CRS and GEO reports did more than simply document how much was being spent on contractors. They also explored contractor oversight and the DOD's ability to track contractor work. Taken together, they amount to yet another indictment of how the Pentagon deals with private workers. CRS found that the Pentagon lacked the ability to document the work on each contractor is performing. Also found even when the government has information on contractors, it's often inaccurate and doesn't reflect the actual work being done or, or, or not being done. This leaves the Pentagon unable to determine if the hundreds of billions it's spending are leading to effective results. Wars are an incredible big business. And believe you me, the, the lobbyists, the contractor lobbyists in the Pentagon and the Payoffs and backhanders, you know, under the tables, are, must be astonishing, astonishing, folks. Because the government doesn't question anything that they do. Big money, isn't it? War is a racket, indeed. And also so, to the topic patents and all the rest of it, his patents reveal crafty surveillance techniques for from Verizon, AT&T, IBM, and more. Days of simple law enforcement, wiretaps for telephone surveillance are gone. Today's digital network breaks conversations into packets for transmissions and reassembly at their destination, making them harder for law enforcement agencies to identify and monitor. Compounding the surveillance complexities are federal laws that specify how and when law enforcement agencies may monitor individuals within the U.S. 
James Clapper, the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, recently stated that the NSA does not voyeuristically pour through U.S. citizens' emails, but leaks like those of Edward Snowden tend to confirm what many conspiracy theorists fear. The U.S. state's security apparatus has become an ungovernable force and has many tools at its disposal. It says there are extensive disclosures and patent applications at the U.S. Patent Office. Patent grants over the past decade illustrate a number of crafty surveillance techniques. And I'll put a list up. This is below some of the patents being covered by the U.S. patent number. And there's a whole stack of them, which they're all using. And that's only one grouping. I mean, we're really completely... Uh, we're being monitored for since they gave us a computer. Completely. And so we're down the tubes, as I say, according to the Frankfurt School and all this big, big agenda to destroy the culture in the West and Europe uh, totally. Uh, we see all the morality upside down now. Right is wrong and wrong is right and all the rest of it. And that's how they've done it for a long time, you know. It's not the first time. But this panel lets 11 teachers who showed improper behavior towards pupils stay in the profession. You see, this, this is a creeping cancer. 11 teachers who behaved inappropriately towards pupils have escaped being struck off by the same conduct panel that said a man who viewed child abuse images could return to the classroom. And says a widespread outrage when emerged this week that the RE teacher, Jeffrey Betley, 36, had been allowed to remain in the profession despite receiving a police caution and being ordered to sign the sex offenders register after nearly 200 indecent pictures were found on his computer. Michael Gove, the Education Secretary, pledged to change the rules so that teachers cautioned or prosecuted for offences involving images of child abuse will in future be barred. The government also announced a review of the guidelines on how the professional conduct panel of the National College of Teaching and Leadership deals with inappropriate behaviour. Well, they keep changing the standards for inappropriate behaviour, don't they? In the past year, the panel has cleared 11 male teachers to return to work, even though they were found to have behaved improperly towards pupils as young as 13, Sky News reported. And they give you some details of, uh, of different people involved in it. Panel found there appears to be no sexual contact between the two of them that are talking about. I noted that the teacher had expressed uh, regret at what happened, meaning there was no appreciable risk of him doing it again. So they go through different ones and so on, and what happened, etc., etc. But this is just, eventually, I think they'll turn it into just basic orgies in this classroom. You know, the UN wants that. They want, they want to have sexual masturbation carried out in the classroom. I've read the articles from the United Nations over the years. They chuck that one out every year to see what we think of it. And this one here, too is also that NATO endorses a concept of post-2014 mission in Afghanistan. And this comes out of the Chinese uh, paper, basically. The North American Atlantic Treaty uh, Defense Ministers on Wednesday approved the concept of its post-2014 mission in Afghanistan after all NATO combat troops withdraw from the country. Well, they're not going to just withdraw them, as you know. They're bringing in the mercenaries, that, like the other articles said. But it's good how they put these out. They don't mention bringing in the mercenaries in this article, naturally, because it's, it's the official handout from NATO. See how we're conned just by simple omissions? we conned all the time. Also in Scotland, I don't know if this is a PR thing for the Scottish National Party or what, which I don't, I don't see as Scottish at all, actually. It's, it's totally globalist <laughs> uh, government they've got in there. And it says here that MI5 spies are told to stay out of the Scottish referendum. A senior nationalist has written to the head of the UK's security service, asked for an assurance that MI5 spies will not interfere with the independence referendum. 
Margot MacDonald, MSP, who says she believes there are undercover agents operating within the SNP, told MI5 Chief Andrew Parker that his staff should only be used to thwart criminal and terrorist acts rather than engage in dirty tricks against those who support Scottish independence. I'll put that up tonight too. And little or no warning, it says Obama draws up worldwide cyber attack list. President Barack Obama ordered national security leaders to compile a list of potential overseas adversaries for U.S. cyber attacks, which could be targeted with little or no warning, top secret document reveals. Now, they churn these out all the time, like it's news each time, and it makes you wonder what's the point of it, unless it's just a condition us to accept it all. So it's the 18-page classified document. How's it classified when they've given us it? Entitled Presidential Policy Directive 20. It links plans for offensive cyber effects operations, cyber attacks which would target U.S. adversaries around the world. It says it can offer unique and unconventional capabilities to advance U.S. national objectives around the world with little or no warning to the, advan- to the adversary or target and with potential effects ranging from subtle to severely damaging. It can destroy your computers. We've been doing that for years too, by the way. The Washington Post cites the document as saying the U.S. government shall identify potential targets of national importance where OCEO can offer a favorable balance of effectiveness and risk as compared with other instruments of national power. And it says the directive also mulls the potential use of cyber actions within the U.S., though any such operations must be conducted with prior authorization of the White House unless it qualifies as an emergency cyber action. So they can also hit folk within the U.S. that the government doesn't like, obviously. And that's where it all will go. And, of course, it's up to you to prove it, that your hard drives keep getting fried and all the rest of it. They simply say, just like they're spraying in the sky with the geoengineering, they simply never admit to it. You see, that's the whole thing about conspiracies. Even though in a court of law, for instance, justice is supposed to go with the preponderance of evidence, but it never does. We know it's all corner and a joke in, in law. Depends who you can afford and who you are. But when you have the preponderance of evidence to see what they're up to, and you know the governments are doing things, unless they admit to it, all you're left with is the evidence. You can't get an admission. Quite simple. And Lebanon army warns that there's a plot to drag Lebanon into the Syrian war. Well, that's for sure. sure. They want them all warring across there forever and be completely dysfunctional. Then they can get plundered and, and uh, the oil taken out by the big boys. And Israel, too, can, can breathe safely and put its own boys in to become politicians, which they, they will do. They've actually talked about it big time. Also, this article is quite interesting as well. Go down the tubes. This is the LAUSD students share HIV and STD statuses via text messages. A new site for them, you see. Now it's the most common thing. The Los Angeles Unified School District is taking part in a program to educate middle and high school students about how to share their HIV and STD statuses with their cell phones. Health teachers in grades 7 through 12 had access to information regarding the services provided by OPIDS-ME, since the program uh, debuted, debuted earlier this year, the officials said. Described by district officials as a sex education prevention resource accessed by secondary health teachers, uh, Cupid.me allows users to obtain, store and privately share their health records and HIV STD statuses. Was not part of the district's health education curriculum. The website has been offered as an added sex education resource by displaying the Cupid.me posters in classrooms to encourage students to utilize the tool as a supplement. One of the methods used to educate students on Cupid's services is a three-minute YouTube video that shows how to obtain STD results for former Miss California 2009 Tammy Farrell. 
So now we can discuss all their diseases and maybe it'll become a status thing, you know. AIDS, by the way, AIDS has a, is a status thing in the homosexual community. I've an article here, it's called Getting the Gift. That's what they call it. Young guys who are so enthralled to join this something that they belong to want to get to AIDS. Getting the gift, they call it. So I guess it's a thing for the heterosexual ones too, maybe. Also, the Irish PM, the Prime Minister, says essential to meet deadlines on the banking union. He's been well paid off because, they, because this EU bank is really pushing ahead to get this massive conglomerate uh, really up and running and, and dominating all the other banking systems of Europe. Some must be, as I say, must be. By the way, the Irish should know that. Uh, too, if you go into the old books, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Council of Foreign Relations, they've had members from North and South Ireland in it since the 1920s and 30s. Also, IBM pulls the rug from under AWS. A $600 million contract between the Central Intelligence Agency and Amazon has been derailed by IBM, which complained that the cloud provider has received favorable treatment from the spy agency. This week, the U.S. Government Accountability Office announced it's accepted the company's claims. Big Blue alleges that the CIA failed to properly evaluate prices and waived a contract requirement only for Amazon, giving it an unfair advantage over the other vendors that competed over the deal. The arbitrator of federal contact disputes, whose advice is usually heeded by government agencies, subsequently recommended that the CIA reopen negotiations with IBM and other bidders. They're all in it together, folks, because knowledge is power. And knowledge over everybody is incredible power. Incredible power. So I'll put this one up tonight too for those who want to ponder through it. And how 30 million Wi-Fi credit cards can be plundered by cyber identity thieves exploiting contactless payment technology. It's so safe, isn't it? It's just astonishing how they keep telling you how it's so safe. Millions of debit and credit card holders are at risk of having their personal data mined by thieves exploiting a loophole in the latest contactless payment technology. Card numbers and personal details can be read almost instantly by a remote device such as a mobile phone, according to cybercrime experts. The contactless cards have been in use for five years and are becoming increasingly popular as they save time for retailers and customers by speeding up transactions. It just makes it easier and easier, doesn't it? And they grab your PIN number and then you swipe the card and... It's empty. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix. Just to finish off, too, getting back to smart meters, the article talks about the studies I've done on us already. It says, with Europe's current data protection laws under which consumers may be required to opt in for access to their energy usage data. So they're trying already to not to let you get, know yourself what you're using. You see, that was a whole selling thing. In the, oh, you'll know what you're using, right? So there's no more than 5 to 10% can be expected to which would substantially reduce the anticipated energy efficiency benefits of smart metering and energy management technologies, according to the Smart Energy Demand Coalition. In a new position paper, the SEDC estimates that with a reduction in usage of 2-3%, that typically experienced in markets where consumers receive information bills and consumption reports, savings of 2025 TWH could 
be created across Europe. However, if only 5 to 10% of consumers receive such information, the potential savings would be reduced by as much as 95% to only 1.25 TWH. In effect, if the business case for energy efficiency services is removed or if no programs are offered, data privacy laws will ensure no effective services will be available. Thus, thus consumers will be, in effect, blocked from accessing their own meter interval data, data data they're paying the the utility to measure. European policymakers must recognize the potential risk to energy efficiency benefits in consumer data access from restrictive data protection proposals. So they're trying to make proposals so you can't get information about what your consumption at all. Just get the bill, I guess. Just the bill. That's what they want. Quite something, isn't it? And also, this one here, I guess is the best one to finish it off with, since we're all right is wrong and wrong is right, and we're upside down as everything's been destroyed for the, the new age, you know. This is eye-catching Chicago PSA stars pregnant teen boys. The Chicago Department of Public Health intends to turn heads by doctoring images of teenage boys to make them pregnant in order to raise awareness about teen pregnancies. Chicago, Chicago's mass transit users are seeing a lot of advertisements these days that feature the, the teenage boys with distended bulbous bellies. It's all part of a public service announcement campaign by the Chicago, Chicago Department of Public Health that asked young men to imagine what it would be like if they were the ones who had to physically bear the responsibility of an unplanned pregnancy. And it says, um, the doctored images of pregnant boys in bus and train stations where teen birth rates are especially high aim to spark conversations amongst adolescents and adults on the issue of teen pregnancy to make the case that teen parenthood is more than just a girl's responsibility. This is the Chicago Department of Public Health. Well, look at what they're watching, for. Look what you're watching as adults. Who's doing it all to you? Hypersexualization of children is awfully important to the big industry. It's in, it wants to destroy all opposition and family units are opposition, believe it or not. And remember what too, that when they help the big guys who got awards from, from the, the, um, Planned Parenthood Association was Julian Huxley. And he said the same thing. We'll get them, we'll hypersexualize the children so they'll, they'll never stick to one partner for any length of time and they won't get married and they won't have children. That's been done. Planned that way. Everything that happens in life is a plan. Everything. Done way above your head by committees and associations all work together. Often using your tax money for an agenda you don't even know exists. All you get is, a, is a, the fallout, the things, the, the physical fallouts down below. And the media isn't going to fill you in as to why it's happening. From Hamish from South Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your God, school with you. <laughs>